Welcome to Off The Grid Radio. Better ideas to bust you and your family out of today's global control grid. Now, here's today's show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Off The Grid Radio. I'm Michael Faust of OffTheGridNews.com. Today's guest is Caleb Warnock. He's the author of several books, including the one we will discuss today, Backyard Winter Gardening. Uh, it's got the subtitle of Vegetables Fresh and Simple in Any Climate Without Artificial Heat or Electricity. The Way It's Been Done for 2,000 Years. That's a great subtitle. It's published by Cedar Fort. He's also the author of Forgotten Skills of Self-Sufficiency and Forgotten Skills of Backyard Herbal Healing and Family Health. He lives in Idaho where he gardens all year long. Caleb, we really enjoyed talking to you in the past. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Lots of people in our audience have an interest in in gardening, uh, but, but they do it, of course, in the spring the summer and the fall, Caleb. How did you get interested, so interested in, in winter gardening? Because I moved from a place where I had a great garden all year to a place with a 91-day growing season. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice but to learn how to um, extend my growing season, and that led me into growing 365 days a year. Were you discouraged when you, when you grew to where you were? I mean, did you think your, your gardening career was over? Um, I don't ever get discouraged. I love a gardening challenge. I love gardening. I love it so much. And so I was never discouraged. I was excited for a new challenge. I have to be honest. <laughs> Did you, uh, let me ask you this, because I've watched some of your videos on YouTube and, and folks who, who don't know what I'm talking about, they can go to YouTube and type in Caleb Warnock uh, and, and type in winter gardening, Caleb Warnock winter gardening. You'll find some really good videos. When you teach classes on this subject, Caleb, do you still have people who are shocked that what you do can be done, who, who are skeptical? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I have people who don't. I plant seeds straight into the ground 12 months out of the year. Um, I live in Utah. We have a bitter, snowy winter here. And, yes, people are absolutely shocked. But they shouldn't be because this is the way that this has been done for the history of the world. And we're the ones who are... You know, our ancestors would be shocked that we're living this way. They wouldn't be shocked about what I do because that's how everybody used to live. Let's dive into this subject of winter gardening. Um, what's what's the easiest way for someone to get started with winter gardening? Because right, right now, what you and I are talking, uh, it's uh, it's almost November. It's getting cold in much of the country, and so most people have. You know they're done, but you're you're just kind of you're now you're, you're just now getting started. What's the best way for somebody to get started with winter gardening? So you can do two different things. Um, I planted seeds yesterday in the open ground. Um, I, right now I do not have snow. I'm supposed to have snow next week. I planted seeds in the open ground, or you can uh, and you, they have to be the right kind of seeds. They have to be winter gardening seeds, or you can take plants that you already have that are left over from the summer garden, like, for example, if you have Swiss chard or you've had collard greens or you have some lettuces that are doing well or any kind of greens or something like that, or you have carrots that you want to keep or you have some beets or turnips or something like that, you can uh, go to your nearest thrift store and purchase a thick glass bowl or even a cheap fish tank aquarium, anything that will allow the light in that's made out of glass. The thicker it is, the better, the more years it will last you. Mm-hmm. Turn it upside down um, before, if it's warm where you are, you don't want to cover it while it's still warm outside. But if it's getting 
to where the ground is going to freeze, before the ground freezes, you want to cover those things with something that's going to allow the light to come in, something that the wind cannot blow away. So my favorite thing to do is go to the thrift store and get a thick glass bowl for about a dollar. I've got lots of them. And just set it over the existing plants. Or you can plant something and then sprout it if it's still a little bit warm outside or if it's not then you can sprout it underneath the glass does that make sense sure sure and uh so you 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 plant you're so you're planting right now and so you're saying that you let it grow until the the ground is on the verge of freezing or or i guess until you're you're, someone's going to get a freeze right Um, you do not want the ground to freeze because if the ground freezes that will kill these vegetables or at, least, or at least put them into dormancy. The perennial plants it puts into dormancy, the tender annuals like tomatoes and stuff are already long dead. The hardy annuals like brassicas and color, you know, those kinds of things, some of the lettuces, those are still there. And they will die when the ground freezes. So we want to protect them with the glass before the ground freezes, but we don't want to put it on so early that we burn them up. And so you want to, you want to, that makes sense. And so you turn the, you turn the, the bowl upside down, you put it on top of your plant. Correct. Um, I guess some people will be wondering, why doesn't it freeze even then? Because it, it gets pretty cold outside. Because of something called thermal mass. So if you keep the ground moist underneath the bowl, then the ground will absorb the the warmth of the sun during the day, even through the snow, the the this is kind of complicated, but the, the sun comes, even when these glass coverings are, have two feet of snow on them, the sun comes through, warms the ground underneath, and just keeps it warm enough, and the, the glass covering forces, the, it releases, the, it gathers the heat during the day, the, the ground does, gathers the heat during the day, and releases the heat slowly during the night. The glass cover is there to act as a blanket that allows the sun in but does not allow the heat to escape during the night. So the point of it is to just be heated enough naturally that the ground does not freeze. As long as the ground doesn't freeze, then all of your cold, um, your hardy annuals can continue to grow through the whole winter. And the best ones, I'm assuming, are clear bowls? Clear, absolutely clear glass bowls are the best ones. The thicker the glass is, the more years you can make it work. And uh, th- what you're describing, I think, is called a closure. Uh, that's that's what I've used to refer to it as in the past. Um, some people and, and, say cloquet. Some people yeah. say cloche. Some people say close. But yes, that's yeah. what we're talking about. And what do you, what do you plant under there? Um, right now, today, you could plant America spinach. You could plant um, deep winter lettuce. You could plant Cascadia peas. You could plant Chinese cabbage michihili. I own a seed company, by the way. These are all available at seedrenaissance.com. I believe I'm the only seed grower in the United States that specializes. I sell all kinds of seeds, but I'm the only one that has a selection of winter-growing seeds. Um, collard vates would come up from seed right now. Dwarf blue Siberian kale would come up right now. Golden sweet peas would come up right now. Grand Rapids lettuce, um, green oak leaf lettuce. I'm just scrolling through my own website to tell you. <laughs> this There's a whole category on there called winter growing. Um, most of the root vegetables would need to have been planted from seed before now sure. in order to still achieve, achieve a bulb. But many of the greens are still be totally fine. And 
one problem in my area and a lot a lot of areas, especially in the West, is wind during this time. Do your closures ever blow away, or is is there? Do you get strong enough, heavy enough bowls where, where that does not happen? As long as you want to get the heavy glass, and as long they they stay close to the ground, so yeah. I've never had a cloche blow away ever. I also build cold frames, and the cold frames need the, all of this needs to be as low to the ground as possible because vegetables don't grow to their summer size during the winter. They grow more slowly, and we harvest with the outer leaves, so you can harvest repeatedly through the whole winter long. But no, it's not the wind that is the problem for me. What is the problem is that when the ground freezes, you have to be careful removing the cloche because if you open the cloche of the cold frame while the temperature, the ambient temperature outside is below freezing, everything inside will freeze and die. Hmm. And also your cloches and cold frames can get frozen to the ground because of the freeze-thaw cycle. So you have to be careful opening them, especially the glass ones. Yeah. As you said, I have a video on YouTube where I actually broke one of mine <laughs> while I was yeah. filming this video. So I've seen be careful. That. I've seen that. Hey, uh, Caleb, let's take a quick break. When we return, we'll continue our discussion with Caleb Warnock. He's the author of Backyard Winter Gardening, one of the top experts in America, in my opinion, on winter gardening. We'll also discuss uh, cold frames and all-natural hotbeds. We'll be right back. If you've ever wanted to grow the absolute best tasting fruits and vegetables imaginable, here's some exciting news. There's a new product designed to make growing delicious produce easy. It's called Protogrow, and it's dynamite in the garden. Protogrow is a bioactive superfood for plants that works by providing true broad-spectrum nutrition, allowing plants to achieve their full genetic expression. What does this mean in the garden? It means mouth-watering fruits and vegetables, brilliantly colored flowers, herbs that finally grow to medicinal strength, blue ribbon garden produce jam-packed with bioavailable minerals and trace elements, giant pumpkins, even high-potency, high-bricks wheatgrass. Proto Grow is a proprietary blend of full-spectrum nutrients from the sea. It literally contains the basic building blocks of life itself. In fact, Protogrow is so effective at producing rapid plant growth in record time that it almost forces plants to grow even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's also perfect for growing your own survival foods and might just be the ultimate hard times barter item. To grow tastier fruits and vegetables right now, go to growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com or call 877-327-0365. 877-327-0365. Off the Grid News, because you want a different paradigm. Caleb, I want to talk about uh, cold frames, but before we do that, let's talk about harvesting, because you mentioned something before the break that's important. You, you know, if, if, if you have something growing in a cloche or a cold frame, uh, at what temperature can you harvest it without, you know, killing the, killing the plant? So that you need to know how to harvest and you need to know when to harvest. And it's really important that you don't just yank the whole plant out because none of these things are a one-time harvest. You take the outer leaves and leave the center leaves to continue to grow through the whole winter so that you can harvest the same plant over and over and over through the entire winter and into the spring. Um, so that's, that's how you harvest. When to harvest is that you don't ever harvest you, you need to harvest when the sun is out and when the temperature outside is above freezing, and you need there to be at least two to three hours of warmth before the sun goes down to warm it up again after you have closed the cloche or the cold frame. Um, because if once you've opened it, there's no heat left in there, and it needs to have a chance to kind of recharge 
its thermal mass, if that makes sense. So. That makes sense. Let's also talk about soil, uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that it needs to be good soil. Do you, do you just use regular soil? I mean, do you put compost around it? What, what, do, you, what do you use there? Well, I make my own compost. Um, you know, I have a book on that. I've written 26 books. Uh, I like to do everything as much as I can for myself, but I'm doing this in my regular garden, in my regular garden soil. My garden has very good soil, so we're okay. just doing this winter gardening right in the regular garden. And the soil, you can cover the plants that are, have been there all summer, or you can plant directly from seed and cover that. It doesn't matter either way. Cold frames is our next topic. Uh, I think most people in our audience have heard of cold frames, maybe even uh, wanted to build a cold frame, but I think most people probably have not done it. So give us some tips on, uh, on building a cold frame and, and, and doing it you know, without spending thousands of dollars. So a cold frame is basically a low box that has some kind of clear covering. It's kind of like a blanket. It's a box that acts like a blanket. It has a clear covering to allow the sunlight to come in, but does not allow the heat to escape out. The first written reference to someone using a cold frame was Emperor Tiberius in about 80 AD. was wow. using slate. Mica is a clear mineral. He was using sheets of mica to grow cucumbers during the winter in homemade boxes. Um, those have been, surely were probably used for centuries before then and have been used continuously ever since then, uh, up to today. Today, I use twin wall polycarbonate because twin wall polycarbonate is a kind of greenhouse plastic that, that has become fairly inexpensive, although difficult to find still a little bit, um, that is specifically for winter growing in the greenhouse to build winter growing greenhouses you can cut up pieces and make a cold frame out of it it's just a wood frame with a uh, you, you can use two by sixes you can use two by fours i wouldn't go much higher than a two by six because every square sorry every cubic inch of air inside the frame has to be kept above freezing all night long through the winter and that is only that only is done by the soil inside releasing the heat that it absorbed from the sun during the day even underneath the snow hmm. so the lower and the the lower the cold frame is to the ground the better it's going to be if you want to grow taller plants it's actually better to dig a little hole and then put grow in the hole and put the cold frame over the hole if that makes any sense so that you get your height by going down instead of going up hmm. makes sense makes sense um, all natural hotbeds are another uh, subject that you tackle in your book. Give us give us an overview of uh, what an all natural hotbed is. So, speaking of holes in the ground, um, for hundreds of years, the way that people grew some tender annuals during the winter was by building an all natural hotbed. An all natural hotbed is just a hole that you dig in the ground. That the more tender your plant is, the deeper the hole needs to be. So if you want to grow a cantaloupe or a tomato in winter, and these, this has been done for hundreds of years, and they sold for premium dollars, you could dig a three-foot hole, and then you fill it with some kind of green organic waste material. It can be green animal manure, but it needs to be green, or it can be green, veg, what I call vegetable manure, which means the green waste out of your garden. Basically, you're building a miniature compost pit. Mm -hmm. You pack that stuff down into there and then put about four inches of finished garden soil, finished compost on the top, and that will be your growing medium 
the stuff underneath that that's inside of the hull will decompose over the winter. When it decomposes, it produces heat, and then you put a cold frame over the top of it so that the heat cannot escape, and then you can grow things in a, that that you cannot grow in just a normal cold frame. Such as? Um, such as cantaloupes, you can grow tomatoes, you can grow beans, you can grow... Uh, really, let's say, I'm trying to think of what we cannot grow. There's not room to grow <laughs> corn in there, but the, the, if you want to grow a tomato or a cantaloupe, you need three feet of material com, uh, that is breaking down and producing heat. If you want to grow beans, you need about 18 inches, and if you want to grow lettuces that grow faster all winter long, you can do a 12-inch deep bed. Um, so, I mean, there, and there are specific varieties of vegetables that were used through the history to grow during the winter. And you can grow almost everything. You cannot grow corn. There's no room, but probably everything else. You grow, so you grow lots of vegetables. Uh, I mean, lots of, uh, lots of greens in the wintertime. You, you say you, I think you've even told me before you've grown tomatoes in the wintertime. Yeah. What, what about, are there things you just, you said one or two just now that you don't grow, but what about beans? Can you do beans in the wintertime or is that, or is that something that's just really you can't do outside of so summer? Bean, I have, so beans you need to do in a, about an 18 inch, um, uh, one of these pits. The, that I was describing to mm-hmm. you, or I also have four geothermal greenhouses. <laughs> so okay. You can use geothermal greenhouses to grow all those things, too. Incredible, incredible. We're talking to Caleb Warnock. He is the author of Backyard Winter Gardening. Caleb, do you, do you grow anything indoors, or is that is that not fun for you? Well, I grow indoors in my greenhouses, but I have houseplants. In my house, okay, <laughs> but but not uh, not anything like a, like I I sometimes have in the past grown spinach or lettuce under artificial lights. That's not something that you. Uh, I don't. I try not to use electricity at all. I like to be totally self reliant. So all of my greenhouses, the water comes off of the roof. There is no electricity. There's no artificial heat. Just like the cold frame makes complete sense to me. You have a victory garden cold frame, uh, an original from World War II. Tell us, you know, that, about that and and even the history behind these victory gardens. I have an entire collection of memorabilia. Uh, from the ration effort in World War II and from the war gardens in World War One, I. I have an original World War II cold frame. Um, the government, uh, we had victory gardening in World War One and World War Two because we would have lost the war without those victory gardens because there were not enough farmers left here. The farmers became the military and um, went overseas, and we had to increase our food production in order to feed, send them food to eat and to feed ourselves. And we would have lost both of those wars if it had not been for the Victory Garden Guide. That's what the War Department said. Has uh, said, And so it's really important. But I don't think we should have to wait until wartime to become more self-reliant. I think... Self-reliance should be more of a goal than it has been, but I, I have ration books, I have ration tokens, I have ration coupons, because this part of our history has almost totally been forgotten, and to me it, it speaks volumes about the importance of self-reliance and what we used to know how to do. Amen to that. I think you've inspired me to go uh, buy some cloches uh, or some upside-down, some bowls that I can put upside-down uh, from the dollar store. Tell us about your websites before we close, uh, Caleb. Uh, my website is seedrenaissance.com. That's where I sell I sell all heirloom seeds. And um, then you can find my books on Amazon.com uh, by searching Caleb Warnock.
And our guest has been Caleb Warnock. He's the author of several books, including the one we discussed today, Backyard Winter Gardening. Uh, Caleb, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. As a reminder to everybody, you can visit offthegridnews.com for the best homesteading off-grid and survival features you will find anywhere. You can visit our how-to section, which includes dozens of stories about canning, including mistakes that even experts make. We're also on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter, keywords off the grid news. With engineer Gavin Wright, this has been Michael Faust. Please join us again next week for another edition of Off the Grid Radio.